Welcome to the Tell Us Something Podcast. I'm Mark Moss. Tell Us Something is true stories on a theme shared without notes in front of a live audience. Everyone has a story. What's yours? This year, I'll be featuring other podcasts I'm listening to and think you should check out. This Place Scares Us is a bi-weekly podcast discussing all of the things that scare you, me, and everyone. Join Laramie and Katya as they explore movies, monsters, strange happenings, and all the horrible things that lurk under your bed. Tune in every other Sunday evening and be prepared to shake with fright and laughter. My Sunday listening schedule is plum full, and I generally listen to This Place Scares Us as I get ready for my day on Monday mornings after release day. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and check them out at thisplacescaresus.com. All right, let's get to this week's story. This episode of the Tell Us Something podcast was recorded live in front of a sold-out crowd on December 12, 2017 at the Wilma in Missoula, Montana. Eight storytellers shared their story on the theme, Getting Away With It. This week's story comes to us from Victoria Gannon and is titled Changing the Narrative. Victoria shares her story of defiance, reckoning, and getting away with being exactly as she is. A warning for some of our more sensitive listeners, Victoria's story addresses sexual abuse with frank language. Thanks for listening. I was 10 the first time that a man tried to buy me. I was with my family and it was my birthday and I was in a market in Egypt. And a man offered my dad 10 camels for me. And at the time, I remember thinking, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, One camel for every year of my life. That was math I could wrap my head around. And for years afterwards, in my head, that was the going rate for a human being. My parents addressed this issue in the only way that they knew how to at the time. They couldn't control the men around me, but they could control me. And so they asked me to stop making eye contact with the older men in that part of Africa where with my blonde hair and my blue eyes, I stood out a little bit. At the age of 10, I couldn't quite wrap my head around why this was being asked of me and not of my older brothers. I'd always considered myself one of them. When the three of them got bowl cuts, I got a bowl cut. (laughs) And when one of them used to run around the house insisting that one day he was going to be a US Marine, I did too. And so I remember getting back into that van that we had rented in Egypt and sitting in the window and defiantly making eye contact with every single man that pulled up next to us. The second time, I was 12, and an aide at my middle school would offer me candy when I stayed inside from recess. And in exchange, I would sit on his lap, and eventually his hand would find its way up my shirt, going higher and higher, or on the inside of my thigh, moving his thumb in loose little circles, and I couldn't tell you today what he looked like but I can tell you what the linoleum in the police station looks like because I was too ashamed to look up when they interviewed all of us little girls. And I can tell you the names that all of us were called when we went back to school and the older students didn't believe that their most favorite aide would do that to us. 
And I can remember playing in the park after school with all of my friends, the one that was named after him. The third time, I was 18, and I was in the military. And I was in a platoon full of 30 men, and I was the only woman. And once a week, I would get pulled out of class. And I'd get put in this room with three of my male instructors and told to strip down. They said that I was out of height and weight regulations, and I wasn't. But the military does a great job of teaching you not to ask questions. And so I didn't. So they would use this tape measure, you know, like the soft ones that seamstresses use. And they would snake it around my breasts, and then again around my waist, and again around my butt. And in this way, they were doing me a service. It wasn't official, they told me. It wasn't going to go on my record. And if I submitted myself to this process every week, then I'd be allowed to graduate with my peers. The second or third time that this happened, I was standing in that room with my eyes closed, waiting for it to be over, and I heard the door open. And in walked a female instructor from another platoon. So there I am, standing with my uniform and a sad pile on the floor next to me. The same uniform that has US Marines stamped across the chest the same uniform that weeks prior I had been so proud of. And we made eye contact. And nothing was said. Uh, I could only describe the silence to you as deafening. Both of us in a position we didn't want to be in. And she slowly backed out of the room and closed the door behind her. And then I closed my eyes because U.S. Marines don't cry. I don't remember feeling shame when I was in that room. I remember feeling betrayed and scared and alone. The shame would come afterwards when I'd have to walk back into the classroom with my peers and make my way to the front row where I sat because it wasn't very long before everyone knew what was going, going, going on and uh, no one said anything, least of all me. I thought that it was my job to shoulder this and to move forward. Months went on, the same thing happened every week. And as we neared graduation, one of the males in my class let me know that the instructors had a bet going on. And that bet was to see which one could fuck me first. There's this stigma that comes with being a female and being in the military, and there's this saying that's said over and over and over again, and it's if you're a female, you can be a bitch, you can be a slut, or you can be a dyke. And as someone who didn't identify with any of those options, I left my four years in the military feeling like the decision wasn't mine to make. They made it for me, and then I let it define me. 
somewhere along the way in all those experiences, I had started losing myself. And the thing about losing yourself is you don't realize it's happening. The people around me didn't realize it was happening. I became really good at being the funny girl and being outgoing and seeming like I didn't have any cares in the world. Friends would jokingly say that I don't have any emotions. Boyfriends would say that I was distant and hard to read. But I knew that if I let one emotion out, then all the rest of them that I had so neatly packed away would come tearing out as well, and that I would break. So I lived a half version of myself. I wasn't happy, but I was alive, and that was enough to just get by. And then one day, I broke. My closest male friend of over 10 years said he had feelings for me, and it caught me off guard. And when those feelings weren't returned, he called me a slut, and he said everyone he knew thought that way about me too. And then he went on to list the ways in which I was damaged goods. But he didn't know the half of it. I knew I was damaged. And the thing about teetering on the edge for so long is that after a while, it just takes the softest of touches to send you flying over the edge. And I broke. And I don't know if any of you have ever found yourself crying so hard that you make yourself sick, but that's where I was at. And then it occurred to me that I had never grieved. I had never allowed myself to grieve. And so I began that process. I grieved for the younger versions of myself that I lost along the way. And I grieved for that 10-year-old girl who had once defiantly stared down every single man in the streets of Egypt because she was the one who I wanted back the most. Now I'm 28 and I'm happy. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And it took being open and asking for help, and being a little bit defiant. But I stopped trying to be one of the guys, and I learned how to be one of the girls. And I learned that I have value beyond sex. And somewhere, while I was breaking all the way apart, I became whole, and I became passionate. I became passionate about telling my story, and telling the stories of those around me who sometimes mirror mine. And for the first time, I feel like I'm finally getting away with something. Because now I'm 28 and I finally learned that I'm worth more than one camel for every year of my life. <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks, Victoria. Victoria Katie Gannon grew up in Missoula and is the youngest of five in a loud and chaotic family. She currently works for Meyer Schaefer and Stevens, a law firm in Missoula where she is the firm's primary support for sexual abuse and sexual harassment victims. Through her own experiences, she has come to firmly believe that helping those who have been subjected to sexual harassment and abuse is what she was meant to do. To learn more about Victoria and what she does or to contact her, visit tellussomething.org. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Gecko Designs. The creative crew at Gecko Designs makes awesome logos that are off the hook. They build beautiful mobile-friendly websites for both large and small clients in Missoula and around the country. Gecko has been doing it for two and one-tenth decades. That's 21 human years and 336 Gecko years. They're also responsible for the shiny new Tell Us Something website. When you're ready to get serious about your website, put a Liz in your biz. Visit the Gecko Designs team on North Higgins or online at geckodesigns.com. Logjam Presents. Logjam Presents is committed to creating a superior live entertainment experience through world-class production, state-of-the-art venues, and superior guest services. Headquartered in Missoula, Montana, Logjam Presents is an independently and privately owned live entertainment company. Logjampresents.com. Cabinetparts.com, the number one source for cabinet hardware since 1997. Anyone searching for the best kitchen cabinet hardware at a great price needs to go to cabinetparts.com. Cabinetparts.com, in business since 1997, combines knowledgeable hardware specialists with the best online shopping experience nationwide. With fast and easy ordering, free hinge matching service, and same-day shipping, cabinetparts.com is the direct source for all of your cabinet hardware needs. The Good Food Store. Supporting Western Montana farmers and ranchers for almost 50 years, The Good Food Store supports the local folks creating their own beer, salsa, baked goods, ice cream, and more. The Good Food Store is a passionate supporter of Missoula nonprofits, supporting multiple organizations, events, and fundraisers every year. Learn more at goodfoodstore.com. Missoula Broadcasting Company. Locally owned and operating four stations, including The Trail 103.3, Jack FM 105.9, U 104.5 FM, and ESPN 102.9. Learn more at missoulabroadcasting.com. Enlightened Lab Float Center. Enlightened Lab is a spa featuring sensory deprivation or floating as a wellness therapy. They've also recently expanded to feature a sauna featuring a sun lamp to get you through those dark Montana winters. Unplug, reset, and recharge in their state-of-the-art float tanks. Learn more at enlightenedlab.com. That's E-N-L-Y-T-E-N-L-A-B.com. The Bookstore at the University of Montana, a local bookstore serving the students, faculty, and staff of the University of Montana, as well as the Missoula community, montanabookstore.com. Fact and Fiction, where books, authors, ideas, and readers interact, factandfictionbooks.com. Missoula Federal Credit Union, find them at missoulafcu.org. Thanks to Cash for Junkers, who provided the music for the podcast find them at cashforjunkersmusic.com. If you're interested in sponsoring Tell Us Something, email me at mark at tellussomething.org. That's M-A-R-C at tellussomething.org. Podcast production by Mark Moss. Thank you to everyone who attends the events, those of you who download the podcasts, and most especially to the storytellers, Lisa Venuti, Brian, Dixie Rayleigh, Christy Hager, Rochelle DeVoe, Victoria Gannon, and Josh Slotnick. Remember, your story matters. If you enjoyed this story, please share it with your friends on your favorite social media sites. Thanks.
Check out the website to listen to the story archive and find out how you can tell your own story. Tellussomething.org.